Welcome back to His and Hers Movie Podcast. This is episode number 26 where we will be tackling the war horror film, the rarely used genre of war horror in the film Ghosts of War. It is July 11th, 2020, and I am one half of your hosting duo podcasting out of southwestern Pennsylvania, and joining me tonight, also podcasting out of southwestern Pennsylvania in the town of Beeville, my co-host Carly. What's up? Not much, not much. I just woke up a little bit ago. So, but I am here now, and we're recording, and... It is pretty crappy out, and that is, that's about all that's going on. Not a whole lot going on over here. I actually like the weather out right now. It's kind of nice. I do not. I hate it. Really? Yes, I like sunshine. I don't care, like, I don't like super heat, but I like it to be at least sunny out. Sunshine, I'm your only sunshine. No, dude. That's not even how the song goes. How does it go? You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. <laughs> what? Uh, that's I'm funny. good. Yeah, I know. Um, but anyway, how have you been? How's your week been? Um, I don't... When did we record last? I think it's been like over a week at this point. Maybe a week. I don't know. I don't remember what day that was. Friday? Last Friday, maybe? Was it before or after I worked a million days in a row? Oh, uh, well, we recorded last minute because you had to go to work that night, so I think it was right before that, and then you worked that night. It was it was last Saturday. So uh, oh, yeah, week. yeah. Yeah, so I finished <laughs> that week. I worked, like... I worked like 20 extra hours over the weekend. It yeah. It was weird. That's horrible. Yeah. So I, not only did I work my regular like eight hour shifts, but I worked like 20 additional hours in the course from like, I think Friday on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a lot, but dude, my paycheck was like so nice. Like I probably got like 300 and some extra dollars jeez yeah um i mean i had holiday pay too which was oh nice. yeah yeah uh but yeah almost worth like it was weird because like the week went by fast kind of because uh i worked 10 days straight um and like three of the days i did like either a double or like you know four extra hours or something so it was like working you know like 12 and a half days in a Mm. 10 day straight stretch (laughs) yeah that's crazy (laughs) yeah it was like i was living at work it was weird i mean i pretty much did because i stayed there too so like i slept there so i did like live there for like a weekend but it felt like the weekend was like a week because of how many times I worked. <laughs> yeah. But it yeah. kind of went by fast too, because like, you know, you work and then you go to sleep and then you wake up and you work and then you go to like, it's just like, that's all you're doing. Um, so I don't know. I gotta, I gotta work on like 
not working. Not working, I guess. But at the same time, if the opportunity presented itself, I'd probably do it again. Um. So yeah, I did that, and that was that was something. Um, it, at least it wasn't too crazy of a of a work day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like it, uh, of like a busy like busy work days or whatever. Mm. Um. But. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, besides that, I mean, it, it was kind of a basic week. Um, kind of, I was doing some overnights again, mm. uh, which really messes my sleep schedule completely up. It's like super bizarre. Yeah, I would hate that. I don't ever want to do that. I don't think. Like I woke up at, well, I don't know. I, I woke up at like 6 PM yesterday. And then I went and hung out with you, and we went and got sushi, and then I went to your house for a little bit, and we started watching a movie, and I fell asleep. Yes. And to the best. How long did I sleep? Um, I I, th- I don't know. Like, probably like an, an hour, hour and a half. half. Or well, I don't know. Probably an hour, you, honestly. I allowed you to keep nizzling, so it might have been two hours. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. So. Um, I slept probably like two hours and then I came home and that was like 2 a.m. I think. Yeah, it was. Two, yeah. And I've been up ever since. Yeah, that, uh, that sucks. See, I went to, well, I took you home because, you know, you had to take you home because we took my car and then I got to back and I went to lay back in bed, and I probably didn't fall asleep until 3.30, so... And then it was, like, 11, and you were like, you want to record soon? And that is probably the one and only time that you will ever be awake while I am asleep and don't feel like waking up. Yeah. So, you should cherish that. I, but, I'm, I'm in, like, a... I was in, like, a weird spot today because I wasn't... It was, like, 6 a.m., and I was like, dude, I'm not tired at all. I was like, maybe I'll be able to go to bed by, like, noon... And because I'm going out tonight for the UFC fights and I know that I'm going to leave at like 5 p.m. So I got to like, I don't have, I didn't, I was like, okay, well, then I have this show to do. And I'm like, okay, maybe if I do it at noon, I'm done by one. I go to sleep from like one to like five Mm -hmm. or like 430 and get like a couple hours of sleep but now i'm in like a weird i like couldn't time it right because like now i am starting to get a little tired but i could probably fight through it and and stay up the whole night and you know uh, the ufc fights are usually done at like one or two i could do that but i don't know like i i might try to go to sleep for like two hours i don't know i'm like at a weird spot yeah, I mean, I probably would because it sucks if you're hanging out with friends and then all of a sudden you get real tired. Yeah, it's hard to. I really don't get that tired with during the fights though. Yeah, because it's like so hype. I, I do feel a little bit bummed out because Shane won't be there, um, our friend. Um, mm-hmm. So that kind of sucks because uh, I was. It, this is like one of the bigger cards of the year, and and it would have been cool if he was there too. He's yeah, been coming to the fights with us. Um, besides that, yesterday I drove around to a couple Walmarts to try to find, um, some of the screen factories that I, I didn't have. Uh, and I found Firestarter and Cobra, mm-hmm. um, but they both didn't have slipcovers, but I just said, screw it. Uh, I'll just buy them. Um, so I got those two and then 
dude. So, uh, I signed up. I I think I told you this, but um, there's I signed I re-signed up for Disney Movie Club. Yeah. And it's basically like a thing where you like there, there's different offers, but the offer that I got it was like you get I think five Disney movies for a dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like twenty cents each. And then uh, you just have to commit to buying three at regular price over the course of the next year, which is usually like 30 bucks. So it's more than what you would normally pay, but it kind of equals out in the end. Like you're still getting a deal. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, the cool thing is, is that this particular one that I had, uh, it also had like an additional offer where if you um, buy a title at half price, like ten bucks, uh, you it counts as your featured title. Um, it counts as one of your three, so you knock off one right away for ten bucks. So then it really equals out because you only have to buy two. And you're already at six movies. And then it also gives you, like, another option uh, to get, like, another title at, like, half price. I forget what the thing is. But it ended up being, like, $23 for, I think, uh, seven titles. And then I just have to buy two in the next year at regular price. Uh, So it it really – it is kind of worth it, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. But – uh, the the cool thing that happened this time is I, I signed back up in April and they've never shipped it and I've called them like three times and they keep like I keep getting on the phone with dumb people who are like no no it's because your credit card declined and I'm like no it didn't because like I'm <laughs> looking at it and my credit cards never decline um, and then finally I got on the phone with somebody competent and they I mean they're all nice so I'm not going to say they're like you know, mean or anything. They're all very nice. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. there's a, I just pictured Mickey Mouse like off camera, like off, off to the side with like a gun to their head, making them be nice. But, yeah. um, <laughs> uh, somebody finally was like, yeah, th- I-, I see what the problem is. Like it's some tech issue that like, it's kind of a rare situation, but basically like, that's why you haven't got anything. Uh, and then it was cool. Cause today somebody, um, emailed me and they're like hey you know you ordered back in april and you still haven't got your stuff just letting you know they finally shipped and since you got since you've like you know waited so long pick uh any title that you want uh 31 or under uh and we'll send it to you for free Ew. and so i was like really happy about that because you know I, I get a free movie and i decided to pick because like they uh, like it sucks because like most of the stuff that I wanted was like thirty five dollars and it had to be thirty one or under like the four K Star Wars are like thirty five dollars each, mm-hmm. so uh, those are kind of what I really wanted. I didn't want to get something that I could just get from the movie club because mm-hmm. like when you do the enrollment, so I actually got something that I saw and I thought it was funny, but I got the Blu Ray of the Hand It Rocks the Cradle. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, because uh, Disney owns, like, a couple other studio, like, uh, what is it, Fox? So I think that's probably Fox. Uh, but, yeah, so that's what I picked. That's funny. Which is a blind spot. Uh, so, you know, I thought that was pretty fun. 
yeah. But yeah, so um, the Disney Movie Club thing, uh, I've actually built, and you're gonna make fun of me, but like I've I, my concept behind this was like whenever my niece was born and when she was starting to watch like stuff on TV, I used to buy her the VHS of like Disney movies, and I bought her a VCR and stuff because it's just cheap and at goodwill and i'm a cheap uncle um and she really liked the tapes which i was very happy for because i didn't know like kids these days if they'd have the attention span for it but yeah like my my sister told me she still watches like the original tapes that i got her like the lion king and stuff Mm. um so i was like you know what i want to create like a big blu-ray collection of disney movies so that I can give them to her one day, but I, I, the more that I thought about it, like, I don't want to give them to her anytime soon. Like I thought it like when she was like five, I would give them to her. And then I'm like, no, absolutely not. They just get destroyed. But, um, hopefully as she gets a little bit older, like I could babysit her or like she could come over for the weekend or something. And I have like a bunch of, but see, I would have a bunch of Disney stuff for her to watch, but at the same time, I just want to show, maybe like, maybe I overthought this because I should just be showing her horror movies. Yes. And also I think that you actually just want all those Disney movies. That has been my theory all along (laughs) because I've noticed she's not getting any younger. She's getting older and there's a point you have to show kids Disney movies at a young age because you can't be giving those to her when she's like 15. She's going to be like, these are lame. And right. I feel like that's what you're trying to, you're just like, oh, well, she'll destroy it. I got a few it. more years, like seven or eight. Okay, but I feel like you're always just going to be like, oh, she'll destroy it. Like, <laughs> well, she- I mean, I, here's the thing. Um, I'm not saying that I don't open them and watch them first before I put them on the shelf. Yes. But um, I'm reliving my childhood as well because I had all those on tape when I was a kid. And it's been fun I, I you know what when i got the first package i watched I, I watched a couple of them i haven't watched any in a while but i have probably honestly like 20 disney movies now that i've picked up for her mm-hmm. or more and like mm-hmm. honestly like stuff like the mighty ducks i did pick because i just want to watch those <laughs> yeah but like i got stuff like cinderella one through three which i haven't watched you know i don't i don't I, I don't like I, I've never seen Cinderella. It's I have no interest in it. There's three Cinderellas? Yeah. Ooh. I don't know if I knew that. Yeah, so I have stuff that I got specifically for her, so it's not you know I mean I got them all specifically for her, but I'm saying like ones that I don't have interest in either. I just find it I feel like in your update videos you're always like, Yeah, my niece. My niece <laughs> Yeah, because I don't want you people to, to think that I'm getting them for yourself, which you are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I'm like 29 and I sh- probably shouldn't be having a Disney collection. Jeez, dude, that sounds really creepy. Yeah. I don't when know, but like it. Disney is timeless though, man. Like I love those movies. Like me and you watched, um, the, what was it? Fox and the Hound? Yeah. Yeah. We watched those like one day, just me that, and you and so the Lion sad. King, I think. Right. Um, or did I watch no, no, we saw we saw the live action one in theaters. That's what we did. Uh, well, anyway, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I I like the Disney Movie Club. Honestly, it's it's pretty pretty good deal. Honestly, and 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 oh, the the final thing with that was, 
I got free shipping for the entirety of my membership with that that code. So it was a really good code. And they're spent sending me a Dalmatian blanket. Oh, a hundred and one Dalmatian blanket. Can I have it? Uh, no. Why? Uh, cause I want it. I like blankets. <laughs> no, um, but yeah. So uh, if you've never like, I don't know how many people would be interested in that, but you know. It's. I think it's worth it. Um, if you yeah, have I mean, niece or something. If you have kids, I mean, mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah. So. It's and it's fun. It's kind of fun to just pick all the movies too, mm-hmm. and they have stuff on there like that's like, you know, um, Hocus Pocus, and they have the Star Wars films and all the MCU stuff too. Uh, because they Disney owns Marvel, so you could pick like you could also get like, you know, all the different like iron man's and and oh, i forgot that yeah, stuff. this this pretty much bought out like every company there yeah, is so yeah. they probably do have every movie um of course there's disney plus now which i also subscribe to um and of course that that's gonna get you most of your like everything's gonna be on there so if you th- this is just for physical media people it's really kind of pointless to have with disney plus but at the same time like physical media never dies for me like i'm just a physical media guy uh but besides that um i also picked up uh finally uh i did it today actually uh i had 43 dollars in amazon rewards points Mm -hmm. and i decided i was either gonna get uh, the first volume of Universal Horror Collection from Scream Factory. The the they I think they put out like six volumes, but they're so expensive. They're like fifty bucks each, Ugh. sometimes sixty. And there's four movies on them, and they're all old Universal horror films, like not Universal monsters, but like other Universal stuff. And they're cool. They're really cool sets. Um, but they're like. I always feel I just feel like they're cost too much considering they're like old movies that are probably like doesn't they probably got for super cheap. I don't know. Just set like some of their other sets are cheaper. Like the fly collections, $40 and these things are 60 and yeah. like, I got the omen set for four, like 40 or 50 bucks. And I just feel like the, the quality of those are way better than, than the universal ones, but still I, they're still cool sets. I just think they're overpriced. Uh, so I was either going to get that or the complete series of the wonder years. And I decided to go with the complete series of the wonder years. It was $42 and I had 43 in rewards points. So I got it for free essentially. That's pretty good. Yeah. I'm pretty happy about it. Um, I've owned the first season on DVD for a while. Um, but I can, I always wanted to get like the other seasons for cheap, but I, I couldn't really find find them cheap. I, I got the first season for like six bucks somewhere, so it's not really that much of a loss. They had the first season at Dollar Tree the other I know, day. That's what you said. Yeah. Um. But so th- I got the full series for forty some bucks. I think there's like five seasons. I think so. It's under ten bucks a season. I think that's a pretty good deal. Mm-hmm. Um. And also, it's my favorite TV show of all time. I don't know if you knew that or not. I knew it was up there, buddy. Yep, that and Boy Meets World. Yeah, I tra- see, I watched The Wonder Years on Netflix, and then I got up to, like, the last season, 
I think, and then I took a break from it, and then I never went back. And yeah, then I remember I... you saying that you like the ki when he's a kid, like an elementary yeah, I... kid, better than when he's like a teenager. Well, middle school kid, but yeah, I did. Well, he gets all the way up into high school. I know. Well, I got to the high school. I think it was the last season, like I said. Or it might, I don't know. I might have been in the middle of the second to last season, and then I like said I'm going to take a break, and then I forgot where I left. I think the last one I was on was when he takes it's an episode he takes his car and his friends and they go to like a place to get food and then something goes wrong with the car or something like that <laughs> I, I forget but yeah then i lost track that that <clears throat> honestly that's like i've always preferred when he's older oddly enough yeah i don't know when he's little i just feel like there's more emotion and more like i'm in a nostalgic feel to it there probably and it, ma is. it makes me it makes me miss when I was like twelve. Yeah, well, I'm so. old enough to where I miss when I was a teenager. <laughs> well, now <yeah. laughs> you know I've already been through the part where I missed when I was a kid. Now I miss when I was a teenager. Yeah. So, um, but I don't know. I grew up like what? Like I was a kid when, like. I think when did that show come out? Like eighty nine, ninety. No, I think it was like eighty six, and then went up yeah. to the nineties. Like went ten years or eight years or something like that. I remember when it was like re airing on Nickelodeon. I watched it like every night, um, or Nick at Night or wherever it was. Yeah. And uh, the for the longest time, like when I started collecting movies back in like two thousand nine, I remember wanting that on 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 dvd like really bad mm -hmm. and they had always said that it's gonna be near impossible to get on dvd um similarly to the show daria because of the fact that they used so much music mm -hmm. in the show uh daria also was on mt it was on mtv so they used a ton of music uh, and Wonder Years used, like, really popular music as well. You, you know, like, The Doors and stuff. <laughs> so, yeah. um, it's, like, hard. It was hard. Because, like, the thing about rights issues, there was no physical media back when, like, TV shows weren't coming out on VHS. Like, like you would get some episodes here and there, but they weren't releasing, like, full sets of, of TV shows back then they were like do like little volumes sometimes but they so that nobody wrote into the contracts like okay what like when we license your song for tv like it, it also counts for we also get it for distribution of physical media and stuff like that so like whenever you if you would go to like release it there's all these unpaid royalties so you have to like work and clear clear the music for like all the episodes basically and that's what was taking it forever to come out um, I'm actually surprised that it did come out. I, I don't think it has all the music, but it's like, I think they said like 90% of the, uh, original s music was still included in the episodes. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so that's, that's something that I, I'm super happy to finally have. I'll probably watch that, probably binge that. Um, it's a good show. I, I, I've always loved it. Um, and then... I also took advantage of the uh, Warner Brother 4 for 4 
four, four for 44 sale that's going on. And yes. I grabbed uh, two on a guillotine. Guillotine, I grabbed, buddy. I grabbed uh, Mystery at the Wax Museum, which I think is like the, the, the first um, House of the Wax. second House of Wax remake. Or like, I think no, it's the first, adaptation. I believe. Well, I think the one the one that we watched. Wait, that's the second one. Yeah, because the, the that one that you got, I think it's from like the thirties, okay, and then the one we the saw was from the fifties. Yeah, I think there's like six or something. Ooh, I, I see. I don't know. It's a popular story. Uh, and then I grabbed Innocent Blood and The Hunger. Which I, I I thought I had one of those, but I I couldn't find it. So hopefully I don't. Yeah, I don't. And then I, I realized they had that. whatever happened to Baby Jane. I didn't get it. I forgot. Oh. Forgot about it. Um. And then what else did they? There's only like a handful more that I need that are horror, though. And and I pretty much have every Warner archive that's horror. Mm-hmm. Probably like need six, I would say. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm pretty happy about it. I I, I love that sale. I look forward to it. Uh, I was going to try to take advantage of the Criterion sale. Um, Criterion are so expensive. Like, it's funny because a Criterion sale means Criterions are $20 each. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which like, is too much for me. Yeah, most like of the time. normally a sale is like 10 12 sometimes 15 bucks, But like... Mm-hmm. A sale for Criterion is twenty dollars because most of the time they're like forty or thirty. Uh, but yeah, they are really expensive. But I wanted to grab Dave, uh, David Cronenberg's uh, Naked Lunch because it's a ninety-one movie. Um, but it's out of stock, so I don't know if I'm gonna do that. I I used to hit up Criterion sales and get two each time, mm-hmm. but I haven't in a long time. I d- I do own some Criterion. But not a lot. I probably own ten, maybe, maybe twelve. Um, I do really love them, but they're just so expensive. Yeah, I've never bought one for myself. Yeah. I don't think I have any because um, I am cheap. If you're gonna get one, I would say like one of the most important, like to get the like the three that I think are like your best options are. Rosemary's Baby, because mm-hmm. it's a classic. Yes. Um, the other one would be Videodrome, because mm-hmm. it's really cool and it, it, the Criterion did they did a really good job on that one. And the last one, I think, probably most important is Phantom's Carriage. Yeah, I've never seen that. I want to see that. It's really. It's like. <laughs> It always surprised me because it's actually like a good movie, not like good for a silent <laughs> film. It's a good movie. Yeah. Uh, and then when you factor in that it was made in like 1921, it just blows your mind. Mm. Um, but yeah, I have that one on Criterion. Actually, Dylan uh, from Canada, Moods' buddy, he actually sent me it for free one time. Ooh, and Rosemary's nice. Baby, I think. Wow. Yeah, he he accidentally placed a double order of Criterion titles, and he gave me two of them. Wow. Yeah, he's super nice, nice, dude. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, uh, 
I I was gonna take it. The they the Godzilla set that massive Godzilla set is like a hundred and like twenty dollars. I, I was like half tempted to get to do it since I made all that extra money. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't, but I want to. But I don't think I'm going to. I don't know. You don't act like you collect all this bread all of a sudden, dude. <laughs> I make more than you all yeah. the time. I promise. All right. Well, yeah. So that's uh. That's uh, the sales and different things that I was into this week. What about you? I was not into any sales this week. No. Yet. No. But uh, what did I What did I even do this week? Sacked around? Yeah, I stinked around a lot. Um, no, I went swimming the other night with uh, my friends and after work. So that was nice. I feel like I can't get tan this year. And it's weird. Like, I could sit on the... Usually it's, like, a guarantee that I'll get sunburn and tan. And uh, it's, like, not ha- happening for me this year. I feel like I'm still pretty... I am tan a little bit, but I feel like it's just... I'm not getting to that point of desire. But So I went swimming after work, and uh, it's been really hot out this past week. Uh, this weekend, there's been, like, a hurricane here, pretty much, so... It kind of cooled down, but it was like 98 degrees all week, and it was horrible. And you kind of had to sit inside in the air and hope to not die, so that was a little rough. Um, but other than that, we had Wang nights, and we hung out last night, you and I, and that's kind of it's kind of it, really. Um, I need to get back on the 91 move grind a little bit more. I think I'm at 33, man. It's I'm pretty at- bad when Jeremy ca- caught up. I know, I'm upset. I'm scared. I'm at 31, but I don't know. And then I hit, like, I hate, I feel like I'm spreading them out too much to where I'm going to, like, forget about half of them. But yeah, I feel like I still have a lot of good ones left. Yeah, me too. It's stressing me out a little bit. But I plan on, I don't know, I plan on, hmm. like, this month, the end of this month in August, I'll watch the most of them probably anyway. So I'm in a comfortable spot right now because I feel like if, like, oh no we have the show like in two weeks like i could watch enough to feel comfortable you know what i mean i already feel like i'm at that spot now yeah so anything going forward is just like a bonus yeah i kind of feel that like i looked at my top 10 and i actually like all the movies on it so far because i put them in order as i go along based on rating pretty much i need to do that because i don't i have no idea what i like so far i know and then you sit on the podcast for like an hour before we start and put them in order then but no i do that anyway i'm just saying i know it's you gotta be prepared for the show no yes i would like you to um but yeah, I always put them in order, and then if I decide at the end, like, oh, I didn't really like that movie as much as I rated it high, then I'll switch it out for something else, maybe. But most of the time, it's, like, accurate. So it's cool. I kind of like doing it and then not really paying attention to it and then looking at where I'm at halfway through and being like, oh, do I agree or don't I agree? But I don't know. That's kind of the gist of my life. I haven't. We had some awesome sush last night. That was pretty good. I love sush. Oh, I ate so much. I got sick. Yeah. But then, like I said, the next morning, I want more sush. That's just how Not I am me. with sush. I'm like, I'm really? good on it. I, I pushed myself too far. I have five pieces in the kitchen right now, and I'm thinking about them. But that's all I did, pretty much. So, not the most exciting week, but you know. You know how it'd be. 
All right. So I guess we can get into what we shall watch. All right. I'll go first as per usual. Um, very short week for me this week. I honestly watched a ton of TV um, and like no movies. I've just been like, I kind of took a two week break from movies. I uh, started picking up here like the last two days or so. But I mean, there was like for this entire year from January till July, Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't go more than like a day or two without watching a, at least one movie. And the last two weeks I've, I've went like multiple, like three, four days without watching a single movie. It's, it's been weird, but at the same time it, I feel a little refreshed cause I was getting kind of burnt. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did, I, I did watch a lot of stuff. Like I watched, um, another two episodes of the last dance, which is, the Chicago Bulls uh, documentary, uh, Michael Jordan specifically, uh, his final season, uh, was it the 98-99 season, I think, um, with the Chicago Bulls, and that documentary is just so cool. Um, it really puts in perspective just how good Michael Jordan was. I remember how big he was when I was, you probably don't remember that, huh? Uh, no. <laughs> Yeah, because, like, I think he, like, his run in the 90s was insane, but um, it really was weird, like, because you don't really hear people talk too much about basketball, but, like, every, like, even when I was a kid, like, it was unavoidable. Mm-hmm. Um, the the 90s, ba- 90s basketball was so much, so cool, man. Um, and I didn't even like it, but I knew players, and that's crazy, because I know, like, two <laughs> nowadays. Yeah. Um, but anyway... So, uh, yeah, I watched a little bit of that. Um, I watched a ton of Survivor. I'd probably say in the last, like, week, I've watched from season six to I'm almost done with ten. And there's 13 episodes, or 13 or 14 episodes per season. Damn. Yeah. I watched a ton of Survivor in the last, like, week and a half. (laughs) Yeah. Um, season six uh, was the Amazon great season. Season seven uh, is Pearl Islands, which is probably the best of the first seven seasons. Season eight is All Stars, which is a good season, but it didn't hold up like I remembered. Uh, and then season nine is Vanuatu, which overperformed my expectations from what I remembered. And now I'm on season 10, which is Palau, which is also really, really good unique season uh but yeah i'm a huge survivor fan for those of you who don't know and uh back in 2010 i watched the entire run from beginning to end uh because i I had watched a couple i watched like the first season like some of it when it aired and the second season i watched some of it the third season i watched all the way through and then i didn't watch the fourth or fifth or sixth season and then season uh, seven, I came back and watched the whole thing. And then season eight, I watched the whole thing. And then I didn't watch anything until like season, uh, like 18 or something. And when 18 came out, um, I went back after, after night, I, I watched all of 19 too. And then when 19 was over and they announced what they were doing with season 20, which was heroes versus villains, I went back and watched every single episode, so the first 20 seasons 
I watched from beginning to end. And the 40th season just ended this past May. So I figured 10 years later, maybe it's time to go back and watch every season again. Yes. And I started it before season 40 aired. And I was like, I'll try to watch all 39 of them right now. And then Uh. uh, I got to like season six and I stopped. Um, And then I took a little break and I came back to it. Uh, And then I watched a couple of episodes of season seven of Alone. Um which I mentioned that last, maybe two episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, pr- pretty good. Um, I'm just starting to get know the characters in the first two episodes, so I can't really say too much about that. Uh, and then I also tried to watch Unsolved Mysteries, the new series on Netflix, but I just couldn't get into it. I tried twice, and I couldn't get into it. And I loved Unsolved Mysteries as a kid growing up. Uh, there's no host, which is understandable. Um, but I just, I don't know. It, I didn't, I could not get into it. It was weird. Did you try to watch it? No, I mean, I don't really watch those types of shows myself. Unsolved Mystery? Well, wait, you might not have been around for that. No, I mean, I, well, that's been on forever, hasn't uh, it? Well, no. no. I mean, it, the reruns might have, but... Yeah, yeah, the original what, I mean, Unsolved Mysteries was, like, so amazing. Like, everybody watched it. Like, why can't you get into it, do you think? You don't like the story, like, what they're talking like, about? Or? I don't know. I just, it, it seemed kind of boring. Like, the, the first episode, I, like, just started and I couldn't pay attention. I was on my phone and stuff. I restarted it twice and, I don't know, I just, I couldn't get into it. I, maybe I'll try it one more time, but if I can't get into it a third time, then I'm just out. But it seemed like everybody else liked it, so maybe I was just not in the mood. Yeah, maybe. Um, and then finally for the TV shows, I watched uh, two episodes of The Twilight Zone, the reboot. Um, I first started with the... Well, let me go back in time a little bit. When Last year when the first season came out, um, I instantly heard like everybody say how weak it was. And I was like, wow, really? That sucks. Like I'm not even going to bother then. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, so when season two came out and I heard a couple of people say, oh, season two started out way better than the first season did. I was like, OK, let me just check out the first episode of season two because it's no narrative or anything. So, you, you know, they're just anthology episodes. So mm-hmm. I hopped into season two and it was called Meet Me in the Middle or Meet in the Middle. Uh, it followed a dude who uh, basically is out on a date and all of a sudden he hears a voice in his head and it's a girl. And, uh, you know, it's, he freaks out and, sh- and the voice in his head is freaking out because that voice can hear his voice too. And you're like, what the heck's going on? Um, and it's like some sort of telepathic link. Um, and then eventually they start talking to each other. And it's a very interesting dynamic because it's like, imagine if you were telepathically linked to someone else's head to where you could just talk to them whenever you wanted, right? In your, in their mm-hmm. head. You just be like, hey, are you awake? And then I'll be like, yeah, I'm awake. But you're like nowhere near each other. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of interesting concept. And they start talking to each other a lot. And like they're, they're you know, it, it's like they're in each other's head. So they, they're constantly um, communicating. And they start to develop a little bit of a romance. And uh, the guy seems a little bit unhinged. Uh, and of course it, it, it ends 
not great, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's an interesting one that gets you thinking right away, and I re- I, I liked it. It wasn't anything. I saw where it was going a mile away, and then even like the double twist thing that happens, I saw half I saw coming a mile away. Like I called everything in this episode, uh, so that that's a little unfortunate. But it, that just because you know what's going to happen doesn't mean that it isn't effective when it happens. Um, but it, it was, it was, it wasn't like a slam dunk or anything, but it was okay. It was good. I, I like enjoyed my time. It's no, like it wasn't as good as like, say like the first three episodes of black mirror. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought all of those were phenomenal compared to this. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, it, it definitely made me like, okay, I'll watch more of this though. Um, and then I decided to go back and watch the first episode of season one. In, instead of continuing with season two and I was like insanely disappointed. I legitimately thought it was a bad episode. I'm like, why would they lead off with this? Um, it follows a comedian who bombs. He sucks. He's not very good. He's an in, uh, Indian. Um, and, uh, he meets another comedian who basically tells him like to be more personal so when he he starts using jokes in a personal manner and then the person that he is talking about in the joke disappears it's like they were never born um the concept the what i just said is more interesting than the whole thing uh it's just not good uh for one <laughs> like the jokes like for having a whole episode sur- surrounding a comedian nothing that he says is funny or even creative like they're not jokes so it makes it hard to believe this situation and then you're like oh is it just completely supernatural like this so anything this guy says just because he's like because what like there it just doesn't make sense it's just not a good episode it's boring it's slow it's long i didn't like it at all um i cannot believe that they let off with that uh the final thing i'll say about that is jordan peele as a host, it, you know how like Rod Sterling used to like walk into this scene and yeah. talk, talk, like give some kind of speech. Jordan Peele does that, and dude, he is the essence of of Rod Sterling. Um, he has the same aura to him, and it's just really cool. I really think that Jordan Peele is awesome as the host. Uh, I like it a lot. Yeah, I saw um, the trailer the trailer the other day for it, and I was. I thought it looked, he did a good job. It looked like the old fashioned intro thingy. So I thought that was pretty cool. But I didn't really have any interest in this show either because I've seen nothing but bad stuff about it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, it's the fourth reboot of the, tw- or the fourth version of the Twilight Zone. Did you know that? Oh, uh, yeah. Because what, there was an 80s one and then a 2000s one and now this one? Yep. Yeah. It's yep. crazy. Mm hmm. The originals, of course, the best. But the '80s ones, there was a lot of good episodes in the '80s one too. Don't they like some? Did they remake some of them, and then some of them are original? Is that yeah. how that goes? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think so. And I think this one even remakes a couple episodes. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's so weird. Like, it's a TV. Se- who who remakes a TV series that many times? It's so weird. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you one thing um, that intrigued me. So on the first season. You can CBS All Access has an option to watch it in black and white. Ooh, so cool. I'm gonna try that with episode two of the first season and see if it fares a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And I think the I think the first episode 
is um the second or the sorry the second episode is i think it's a remake of the terror at 30,000 20,000 feet or whatever the gremlin on the side of the plane mm. which has been done in the twilight zone movie too mm-hmm. so this is like the third adaptation i think i think it's this it's called like terror at 30,000 feet or something so I, I assume it's a reboot of that episode from the original yeah so maybe that'll be cool but yeah that's all i watch for tv uh movies i just have a couple here um first up i did on the fourth of july pop in jaws um the 4k and i didn't make it all the way through but i did finish it up whenever i came back home uh on the fifth i didn't I, i i actually just restarted it because it's jaws and you know yeah it's easy to watch Mm-hmm. Uh, looked phenomenal on 4K, best it's ever looked. Um, such a fantastic movie. I yes. always just love. I'm like, I'm kind of mad. I was actually off on the Fourth of July this this year, and I was gonna actually watch like, like I was actually gonna watch Cape Fear and Jaws because Cape Fear has Fourth of July in it too. Oh yeah. Yeah, and it's a 91 move, so I was gonna uh-huh. kill two birds with one stone, and, I, and possibly even wanted to pop in. Uh, I know what you did last summer, but I didn't end up getting to because I got called into work, but um, I did at least get to sneak in a little bit of Jaws, which I was saving the 4K for that special occasion. Uh, And I'll say that, you know, the opening to Jaws is like one of my, actually the opening to that and I know what you did last summer, I really like, Mm -hmm. Um, but it just gives me like vibes of the 4th of July. Um, but I never, did I, did, did I ask you this before the opening of Jaws, is it at night or is it at morning? I think it is the morning. I I mean, I used to think it was nighttime, but watching it now as an adult, I think it's like, I think the sun's like coming up. Okay. Cause I couldn't like, it's either the sun is setting or the sun is coming up. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, well... Yeah, cause they're it would make they're at that party. You see them at that party late at night, and then or it they could go be sp- like late in the afternoon, and it's about to turn night. Oh well, I'm pretty sure it's morning though. That's the vibe I get. I always get that vibe too. Like that they they partied like all night, and it's like five a.m. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. So, um, it's just such a watchable movie, man. I just love it. I, know, I used I like, to never like it when I was a kid. I used to be okay with it, but now that we've seen it in the theater so many times, I think I I love it so much more now. It's become one of my favorites. See, I've always thought that it was, like, one of your favorites. No, like, when I was a kid, it would be on TV, and it's a long movie, too, so it was one of those ones... Even longer I would al- on TV, it'd be, like, three hours, probably. <laughs> yeah, I would only catch, like, bits and pieces of it. And I liked it enough, but then watching it recently, the few times, I really like it. But I haven't watched it at home by myself in years, though. Hmm. Like, I haven't seen it since we saw it in the theater, like, last year. Well, I've only owned it on DVD, and then I never bought it on Blu-ray, even though I know when it came out on Blu-ray, everybody said that it was, like, one of the best transfers um, I always was like, I'll grab it eventually. And then this 4k got announced and I was kind of happy. I didn't own it on Blu-ray. Mm. Um, but now I have it on the 4k and not only did I do that, but I picked up jaws, 
2, 3, and 4 on Blu-ray. Uh, I had a little scare there because Jaws 2 all of a sudden was costing like $50. And I was like, what the hell? And I looked on eBay and people were actually paying like 38 bucks for it and stuff. And then just so happens like a couple of days later, uh, it got put back on Amazon for 10 bucks. Because I was like, dude, when those came out, they were $10 each. Uh-huh. And like, I just never pulled the trigger on them. And uh, I decided, screw it, I'm going to buy all three of the sequels on Blu-ray. Um, and I know you just picked them all up on DVD. Yeah, because they had them in the dump-in at Walmart. And I've actually never watched part two, I don't think. I've seen part three, and I don't think I've watched part four either. So it's kind of weird. Part three and four suck. Um, part two, I actually like. I get what people say how it's like a little bit slower and more like more boring, but um, I don't. I, I've always liked it. I've always thought Jaws two was good. Uh, but yeah, I kind of like. I'm bummed because I wanted to watch all those two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um. Dude, we should do. We should do a. We should do a Shark Week. Uh, we should shark do a Shark Week, Week episode. Oh, okay, okay. We Make could. it an annual tradition. Alright. Like, we won't do it on the 4th of July, but maybe we could do it on, like, you know, somewhere here in July. Or we could mm-hmm. coincide it with actual Shark Week. When's Shark Week? Uh, this year, I think it might be August, but uh, let me see. Well then, yeah, we can maybe do that because that's that is August. Yeah, August. We're gonna do Shark Week, August 9th. We're gonna watch all the Jaws films. All right, sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, we are sharks. Yes. Wait. So yeah, the next year we have. To... <laughs> so the next year we that we have to start reducing to like shitty shark movies. Yeah. Oh uh, no! I just picked up Shark to Puss out of the dump bin. No, so. that's why I didn't. That's why I didn't sound too excited, because like, I felt like Jaws is the only one I want to tolerate. There are a few good ones, though. Like, The Reef, um, that's really good. Bait is pretty fun. Um, I've also Shark never really Night seen... 3D is pretty good. Mm. There's a few good ones. I just don't... Like, I've actually never really seen many a shark movie, because I don't bother with them, because I always think they're not going to be that good but i guess i'll have to now right all right so jaws obvious 10 out of 10 there um and then i watched baghead from 2008 which is part of the teapot summer series um this one is like a little bit like i've never heard of it it's it's a indie film uh it follows a four friends who are at a film festival where somebody uh just showed their film and they're like all like indie actors slash wannabe filmmakers and they're like bummed because like this guy made a movie and is getting some level of success and they're like you know what we need to stop screwing around let's go to my uncle's cabin and we're gonna spend the whole weekend making a movie writing a script we're gonna we're gonna shoot something so they go out there and there's this whole relationship dynamic where like uh it's a it's a dude a chubby dude and then like a chick who is sort of on and off relationship with the the dude and then the other chick who's kind of hot which the fat dude likes the chubby dude 
Um, but the hot chick kind of likes the dude who is like the main dude. So there's like this relationship, weird dynamic thing. Uh, and they come up with a concept of like a baghead killer. Um, and then like, but then they're all start seeing a baghead killer. Um, it's kind of predictable, but it was still, it, it had good heart and it felt like the acting was pretty good considering like what the movie was where it's like um sort of this like it looks like an indie film but like it's also a bunch of indie filmmakers it mm-hmm. it, it got a like real indie quality to it um that I like I thought it was pretty good I didn't I don't think it's like amazing or like top honestly I don't even think it's top 10 personally I'm surprised Duncan put it into the 10 um, but I gave it like a 7 out of 10. Um, and then I watched Trick or Treat. Uh, and I watched this today, actually. And I thought that uh, it's part of it's 2008, part of the Teapot Summer Series. Um, and yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> I'm yeah. not crazy about watching it out of season, I can tell you that. Uh-huh. But it is an awesome movie. And the one thing about Trick or Treat that I always forget, because I always think of it as this like massive movie, right? Because there's all these set pieces and the story intertwines and stuff. The movie's only an hour and twenty two minutes. Yeah, I yeah I know. I always think that when I watch it too. It's actually really short. It is so short. It is so short, but so much happens. Like there's no wasted time in that movie. Mm-hmm. I love it to death. Uh, I if it's not in my top ten, it probably should be. Um, because it is, it is definitely one of the best horror films ever made in my opinion. It is so good, dude. Like I love every, and the more times I've seen it over the years, the more I've just loved like the little, the little stuff, just like Sam, like Sam in the background of scenes and him just like the way he like walks and like, he's just like there. And I like how the story stories intersect and, um, still probably my favorite like favorite scene is like when uh the werewolves happen with mm-hmm. the sweet dreams marilyn manson remix playing it's just dope it's yes. cool but yeah that's a 10 out of 10 for me too i I've, i absolutely love that movie it is so good so good there's nothing wrong with it not a single thing Fantastic. i agree such a good movie um, and then, uh, the last thing I watched besides my blind spot, which we'll get to after Carly goes, um, I watched body parts with you. Well, I guess I could wait for you to go and we'll, we'll do body parts at the end. I don't think you deserve to do body parts. Well, I do because I actually watched it again. Oh, I see. Yeah. I watched it when I got home. You did not have to give me toot, but okay. Anyway, um... All right, so I shall go. I didn't watch a ton, uh, really, either. I kind of have slowed down, it seems, quite a bit with watching movies as well. Um, But I did watch a few things. Uh, First up, I watched Sleepaway Camp. Um, I watched this, actually, on the 4th of July, even though it's not a 4th of July movie, but it's a summer movie, and I just got it on Screen Factory, so I figured, why not? Uh, I love Sleepaway Camp. It is definitely one of my favorite horror movies of all time at this point um i mean it's been forever honestly it's one that i've always enjoyed quite a bit it's just such a fun movie it's got so many weird 
characters in it and the acting is so weird there's just so like the whole movie is just kind of ridiculous when you really think about it but the thing with sleepaway camp for me is like the first time i seen it um i rented it from netflix dvd by mail Mm -hmm. and me and my friend my friend martin and stone his brother watched it and martin fell asleep and i actually rented ice cream man and sleepaway camp which was a great weirdo double feature (laughs) uh and when that end happened we just both looked at each other it was like scary as hell too Um, Uh uh-huh but anyway like while watching it i just thought it was so bad i was like oh my god this movie is so bad and then the end happened and we're like it made it like worth it and then as i watched it more and more i like the stuff that was bad i didn't think was like bad anymore i just thought it was like like unique like there's so many like unique little moments to that film like even like all the lines and like you know like <laughs> like like when all the dudes like want to go skinny dipping with the chicks and then they're like they're like no and then the, he's like whatever we'll go by ourselves come on boys or whatever and i'm like <laughs> it's just so weird that and one then, dude like, those short shorts the entire movie yeah like and, counts, whatever you call them and he's like i remember him being a pretty darn good swimmer yeah i think you a year every time i, mean? I- and then, I think uh, like, I hear the that damn word. pedophile dude. It's so gross. Oh, he's, he's so like, creepy, man. It's like, then, like, the black cook, he, or whoever, yeah, I think he was the cook. He was, like, one of the cooks. He's like, oh, they're too young to know what you're thinking. He's, like, laughing, like, it's a, oh, this guy. Like, <laughs> right, cra- yeah. Like, he thinks it's, like, this cute, innocent joke the guy's making. He's like, yeah. <laughs> And then, like, when like what was his name Ricky the cousin yeah whenever like like he just flips shit he's like fuck you motherfucker like you know what I mean he's he just is like hilarious dude and then the ants all crazy and she's like oh no 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 that would not be good at all would it that would not be good so like, many people when people are like oh she's like the worst actress of all time because well yeah I mean she's not that good of an actress probably but like she was acting like that on purpose, I think. You know what I mean? Like oh, she was yeah, supposed to. Sure. Be the, she was clearly, and you see by the end of the movie that she was mentally screwed up, and obviously for what she did to Angela. So yeah. like she's acting like that as a character, not to, not that she's actually that bad of an actress that she's gonna act like that in every movie she plays in. And then you have like the weird thing with uh, the owner and Meg. Yeah, like. That's and it just creepy. like who wrote like everything just comes up like that's such a like small blip in the movie that comes out of nowhere where they're supposed to have dinner and then he's like so heart heartbroken that she and then she's a he's avenging her death and thinks ricky did it and he's like a grown-ass man just beating up this little kid it's just so right. weird and then you have like judy and all her great lines like i i just think that like the entire movie has so many great moments to it and it's like I just think it I I actually think it's great like it it has like every every couple minutes there's like an iconic moment or like (laughs) something that's like stands out and that's so rare when you think of like low tier slashers like you look at something like Madman and I know you like Madman I do too 
but you look at that and it's like what really ha- like what unique moment like what standout moments are there in that movie besides like like two or three things like a, a 20 minute hot tub scene <laughs> you know what i mean like, yeah that movie i think that movie is playing itself like very serious and then this movie's so got this all this no 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 this is all serious all right it is though when you really think about it it's it's the whole movie is played serious it's just it's funny to us yeah i guess so but that's i'm saying like in general like when you dip down like of course you got your friday the 13th your elm streets your halloweens your chainsaws but when you dip into like the next territory you're like madmans and you're the burnings and and your sleepaway camps and your uh what's the one in the store intruder um like this one stands out is just having like so many fun set pieces and moments yeah i agree and i agree with you the first time i saw it i was a little kid for one thing and my mom and i both thought it was pretty dumb throughout the whole thing and then that ending happened and i was super creeped out by it and i don't even think i realized i didn't really notice the penis i don't think because my mom was like i was like what's going on and my mom's like oh she was a boy the whole time and spoiler alert oh and, and then you also have like the the homosexual like relationship of the <clears throat> father oh yeah i forgot about that there's so much to it and yeah like <laughs> the whole penis thing like i didn't even get it at first i'm like wait but then when you rewatch it you're like oh <laughs> i get it. so that one's the one that actually died and the aunt was crazy because she you know didn't want to have two boys that wouldn't work so Uh like it's just it's not so when you think about it and i used to just think oh that movie just gets all of its success on its ending if it didn't have that type of ending like it would just be like another forgotten slasher film but i i don't know if that's true like sure the ending definitely impacts it but even if it didn't have the ending like i think it would still be like well worth the watch just because of how how much weirdo stuff happens in it and and the kills are actually like the the boiling water is like horrifying the knife and the even though most of the kills are kind of like preventable and not realistic like the knife in the back in the shower she just happens to lean back and the knife goes through at the right time but i think that's a gross kill where it goes all the way down her spine pretty much in the shower the curling iron death (laughs) yeah that's good too all the yeah they're all pretty good kills honestly and you see a good bit of them too. It's not just like cut away. Yeah, there's like and... a uh, arrow shot that's done really well. Yeah, I forgot to see. Yeah, there's so there there's a lot going for this movie, honestly, and it's become one of my favorites. So uh, that you was like a fun. Sleepaway Camp Four. Um, I don't hate it as much as everyone does. Me neither. I actually like. Y- it. You mean Return to Sleepaway Camp? That one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't mind. I've only seen that. I've only watched it one time, and I didn't mind it. I don't mind the sequels either, but this first one is definitely my favorite. The sequels don't feel, obviously, they're kind of doing their own Those thing. ones are the ones that are campy. Yeah, those are typical slashers, I feel, of the time where this one's very unique in its ways. But, yeah, Sleepaway I, Camp. I like the sequels a lot, too, but they're just different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't... Yeah, but... Sleep, I give that... I give it an 8 out of 10 for myself. So Yeah, I think I'm at like an 8.5. <laughs> I love it. But after that, uh, I watched Scary Movie 3 because I did not feel like watching anything serious that night. 
and I just picked this up at like Salvation Army or something like that. Uh, but Scary Movie three, it's not nearly as good as the first two. And honestly, all the I used to think all of them were equally funny. One, two, three, and four. That is, and I never really saw the drop down when I was a kid. I thought they were all great, but. Watching it this time, you know, it's not really that, it doesn't make me laugh out loud. The first two can still kind of do that for me, but this one's definitely trying a little harder. And the whole vibe of it and the jokes is very different, but I still find it to be a little bit clever in what it's doing. And when I do watch the movies it's parodying, I do find it funny because I do, especially with signs, I think there's some decent moments in this film that are come off as rather funny, but. There's a lot of try-hard stuff to it as well, and then you have, of course, the stupid... I can't stand the, like, M&M stuff. That's what I was gonna say, like, they're making fun of 8 Mile, and, uh, probably, you know, you have, like, Michael Jackson. They just start doing a bunch of stupid... Which I don't get, because that does annoy me. There's so many horror movies out there. Why would you call your movie Scary Movie and then go into other territory? That gets on my nerves yeah, a little call bit. call it Pop Culture Movie. Yeah, pretty much. And then there are so many other crappy whatever something movies that came out around this time too there's so many of them there's even i I was at salvation army like i said the other day and there was a movie called the starving games that was essentially supposed to be the hunger games parody and i just thought this sounds horrible but uh yeah part three i don't know it's nostalgic holds a holds a place in my heart but it's not it doesn't hold up as well anymore um i give that like a 6.5 out of 10 though it's not the worst thing ever um then I watched Creature from the Black Lagoon because I'm supposed to do that oh, on Cinema Attack. Guest on that with uh, Derek and the gang. Um, Creature from the Black Lagoon. I've only seen this once before at the drive-in with you, actually. And I didn't remember it pretty much at all. But I think it's really good. And on Blu-ray, it looks great. Uh, I think my favorite part is when the girl's swimming in the water. The water just looks so cool. And black and white, when you see the uh, underneath shots of her swimming above, it just looks super good and super crisp. Um, And uh, it's a good movie. I mean, the creature itself, I think, is rather creepy. The whole concept um, of a creature that is human-like, kind of almost like a Bigfoot of the sea in a way, where he walks on two legs and is pretty much a person just underwater i think it's a scary concept i like the characters in the movie and uh the music the music every time the creature pops up sometimes it gets a little bit old because it's just the same thing over and over again but i i like it because it's like trying to add so much more horror to uh every time you see his like gill or his uh whatever you call it his arm his fin coming up it's uh adds more creepy effects but overall i like the movie i think it's definitely one of the best of the universal films we saw that and like i said yeah that's what i said that was like a few years ago it was probably like three years ago we saw that Mm -hmm. but that was cool one to see one of my favorites too i would probably say like my favorites are um invisible man which we saw at the Mm -hmm. theater before um, yeah. and then probably like Ghost of Frankenstein or Frankenstein or Bride of Frankenstein. Really, I like all three of those. And then my next favorite is Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, I like I like the Invisible Man. I actually like Dracula, even though people say it's boring. I just like the atmosphere in that one. 
Creature from the Black Lagoon, that's up there. I think I like Bride of Frankenstein more than Frankenstein. Most people. And then do. I like, yeah, I count I, Abba and Costello meet Frankenstein. I actually thought that was a pretty fun film. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> but there's still a lot of them that I haven't watched yet in that set, so this gave me a reason to. So after that, I checked out um, Revenge of the Creature, the sequel. Oh, God. Uh, what? Do you hate it? I don't like the sequels at all. Yeah, I well, I didn't get to see the. I still have to watch the third one here, um, which that one's only like an hour and nineteen minutes. But I don't know. Revenge of the Creature, of course, they have the Gill Man captured, and he's like in a, you know, tank, and they're kind of just studying him and whatnot. I didn't think it was that bad, honestly. I didn't mind it. I kind of, I don't know. I kind of like how it's at least a different story in a way and it's not just oh the creatures back in the lagoon I don't, and I don't think I like people. how he looks how the creature looks or how the how the creature looks buddy yeah yeah he looks he does he, he looks cheap and then I kind of looked at um just images of the third one and I think he looks horrible and that he probably looks the worst one. than that one just looking what's that I said maybe it's the third one then Oh, maybe. Okay. Um, but no, I didn't think he looked as great in this one either, though. He looks, oh. it, it, you could tell it's just a guy in a costume more so than in the other ones. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't think the story was that bad, but it's just, it's not as, it's not, it's definitely a step down from the first one. I still gave that one a favorite. I gave that a, like a seven, but, uh, you know, I'll talk about it more obviously on Cinema Attack. And then I didn't watch the third one yet. And that's actually all I watch besides body parts, so. Alright, so let's go into body parts then. Yeah, body parts is a move. It's a 91 movie, and uh, of course, you know, that's about a guy who gets in an accident, and he has to get his arm amputated, but the doctors are like, wait, we have this new experimental stuff where we can actually uh, do arm transplants and leg transplants, and stuff like that so and we're gonna do that on him so they do it and the arm looks gross it's all like stitched up on his body and it's working at first but then he starts to find out that uh the arm kind of have a has a mind of its own and it was it belonged to a very bad person and he thinks that the arm might still have the qualities of that person so yeah body parts i really enjoyed this movie i thought it was super good um really like the lead you have brad dorf in there too a good just a good all-around cast um and yeah brad dorf i really he's one of my top people to meet next to good old reggie bannister uh he's getting old too like he's probably in brad dorf's probably in his 70s at this point late 70s so definitely want to meet him but anyway yeah i liked the story to this quite a bit and uh, I like the main guy too good old Dwayne Duke you know yeah um I, I think thought he was the... a good lead <clears throat> what's that I just said I thought he was a good lead who was the lead Dwayne Duke whatever his name Jeff Fahey Fa Fa I don't know how you say his name completely oh. his real name yeah, yeah so what did you good. think um I don't know. I feel like I've. I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't think it was like bad. I, I I thought it was pretty good. I just 
didn't think that it was anything super special, I guess. You hated it. No, I liked it. I just don't, like, I mean, I didn't really get the, I didn't really get it that much. Like, I mean, I get that the, like, I don't understand how the body parts do that. Well, I, I mean, yeah, I, I kind of agree. Like at the end, when you kind of, when it gets really into it at the end, I don't, I didn't, I thought it was a little goofy and I don't think that stuff is really explained. It's all supposed to be just, oh, these are new advancements in technology and we can like make a human, we can completely, uh, what do you say? How do you say that? Uh, freaking amputate, amputate, transport a human it's like whole body into another human and then it could be like they're alive again type of deal but i don't feel like they get into that enough that's like my one big complaint of the movie yeah I, i've seen <clears throat> i've seen stuff like this before too like um steven uh sorry um the toby hooper segment in body bags with the eye oh yeah yeah and then um, the eight like the eye as well <laughs> where like the where you the you know the eyes transplanted and people see like stuff from mm -hmm. the previous person that's kind of right, cool yeah. that's kind of like, like this is a little bit um it's just weird that like the dude's arm is like possessed but it's not really possessed you know what i mean i, I liked it i just didn't think I, I don't know i i'm i don't feel as strong as maybe some other people do I don't know, I just feel like for me, like, if we're just looking at 91 movies, I thought it was one of the more entertaining ones. I thought that it was one of the easiest for me to really get into and pay attention to. Um, and I kind of like these plots. What, like, I'm a big fan of the eye. I really like that segment you just said. And there's several other ones where even stuff like the hand or idle hands where uh, a body mm -hmm. part is kind of possessed or doing its own thing. I, I, I enjoy that because it's creepy and... I like the look of the arm in this movie. It's gross, and mm -hmm. he's touching his wife with it, and I'm like, no. He punches his kid. <laughs> yeah, that was that. That made me laugh out loud. Uh, but yeah. no, I agree. I think when it all wraps up, I wasn't too crazy about it. I was kind of like, what the hell were they even? Especially I like the final scene. <clears throat> I, unless I missed something, I didn't really get like. I didn't really get why everything kind of stopped. I. It's ex. I get why, but I don't want to, you know, give it away, but it's just like, it doesn't, it wasn't explained into why it was able to stop because of that, if that makes right, any yeah. sense at all. So yeah. that's, that annoyed me as well, but yeah, um, I don't know. I, no, I, I dug it's it. It's a good movie. <laughs> I like it. I don't know if it's top 10 for me though. That's what I'm trying to get at. It probably is for me, but <laughs> there's still a lot I have to see, I feel. So we'll see. We will see. Yeah, I gave it like a 7. Oh, I gave it like an 8.5. Wow. I think you're fake. I think if you would have just watched it <laughs> with me the first time around and fall asleep, you would have liked it more. Um, I could go to a 7.5. 8.5 is extremely high, dude. Honestly. No, dude. No, it dude. Really it's, is. My it's my opinion. You can't even explain the end. All right, dude. dude like, dude. What? I Sleepaway Camp. We're giving that an eight. But we like why I is gave one it part point five? Yeah, why is that a lot, dude? You come on, realistically. I can explain the end. <laughs> acting, well, well, dude. 
even that's like unrealistic. Like, come on, man, that's clearly a girl. But no, you're stupid. Anyway, eight point five for body dicks. Now, how was your blind spot, or right. shall we say, uh, vision visually impaired spot? I guess for you. <laughs> All right. So, um, my blind spot for this week uh, was overboard, and I was gonna skip it because I didn't want to watch boat movies. <laughs> um, and I decided, whatever, I'll give it a shot. And I saw it was two hours, and I was like, no, I'm using my skip on this. And then I was like, I'll just give it a shot. I'll, I watched 15 minutes, and if I'm not into it, then I will skip it. And Dude, then I uh, realized, can we hold up? What can we establish the rules? Like, are you if we're picking it on the pod, I don't think you should be allowed to skip it after the fact because then it's like a cop out when you get back on the show and you're like, oh, well, guys, no movie this week because I skipped it. Or the least, I don't think that's fair. Well, I would have just watched something else. No, you wouldn't have, because that, that defeats the fun of us randomizing on the show. Okay, well then I would have, I would have not did one, and then I would have did two the next time. No. Okay, just whatever. I would just not skip it. Yes. Um, so I I started watching it, and uh, I was like, okay, lame Kurt Russell on a boat, lame some girl, butt cheeks, nice snooty annoying this movie sucks and then kurt russell left the boat and went home <laughs> to his house and i was like holy crap i've seen this movie a bunch yeah <laughs> so my first blind spot was not a blind spot because i've seen it before i just don't i didn't remember the beginning at all like nothing resonated with the beginning but like all kind of stuff did in the second half. So basically what it is, is Kurt Russell is a carpenter. He goes onto a boat to, uh, install a closet for this woman and her dozens of shoes. Mm -hmm. And she, this woman's like rich and famous. I don't think she's famous, but she's rich. Um, she's like married to some other rich person and, uh, they're on like a yacht and, uh, she basically is too snooty and he, used oak on her thing and she's like it's supposed to be cedar and he's like well you didn't ask for cedar you stole me 600 bucks and she's like no and she kicks him off the boat um and doesn't pay him so he goes home he lives in a crappy house with crappy kids who don't who are bad and uh four kids and basically the woman ends up falling overboard and getting washed ashore they don't really say how she got amnesia which is kind of a little bit of a cop-out they kind of like are like oh it could have been from the from shock <laughs> or and i'm like i don't buy that but okay um and he gets the he sees her on tv and he gets the idea okay i'm gonna get my 600 bucks out of this chick i'm gonna go down there pretend to be her husband take her home make her do all these chores for me and raise my kids <laughs> and of course you could probably guess where the movie's going um he starts to actually like fall for her a little bit and as she learns who she is she learns to like love the kids and starts doing like a really good job at what she's doing and stuff like that and you could probably see where the movie goes and where it ends up. Um, it's a good movie. I, I've always I, I've liked it when I was a kid. You know, I used to, it used to run on TNT all the time. I, I've saw it a few times, um, but I probably honestly haven't seen it in twenty years. Probably. Yeah, I used to watch it on TV all the time too. Um, I'm so mad that you know this move, but yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I, I didn't expect to actually have seen any of these, but. 
like I tell Carly, <laughs> you shouldn't expect to actually see any of these. I, like I told Carly, you know, even though I'm a horror fan, I was a cinema fan first, and I've watched a lot of cinema growing up. Like I've forgotten more movies than Carly's probably ever seen. Right. Um. So yeah, I've seen a lot of stuff and some stuff like, especially if it's from the '90s or before and aired in the 90s a bunch like there's a good chance that i've seen it but never knew the title too you know what i mean because i Mm. would just you know you couldn't just hit info and see what you're watching back then um which is such a foreign concept to kids today yeah like i try like i was working um at the hotel and somebody had asked me to come like help them with their TV. And these TVs that we have are horrible at, at, at the new property I'm at. Um, and they're, they, they didn't have, I think they fix it now, but they didn't have like where you press like info or guide and see what's on. Mm-hmm. You had to actually go to a channel like 60 and it was a scrolling guide. Oh my God. Yeah. And I was like trying to explain to the people like no it's like it, the guide's on its own dedicated channel it's like that old scrolling guide from like the night like I was trying to explain like what it was I was like you know it like scrolls past and they were looking at me like I was retarded yeah that's great that's so stupid yeah. you make a team like that today but right so um no I actually was really into this one and, and it kind of went by pretty fast it drug a little bit once you I, I think the end the like last 20 minutes drug um, mm. just cause you know where it's going and it just gets silly. Um, but the fun stuff is, is watching her with the kids and, and Kurt Russell being kind of a douche. I mean, he's really being a douche to, her, to like, this is like, this is like classic eighties, nineties type of con. Like you, you just can't do any of this. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just yeah, he absurd. literally kidnapped her and then, made his kids go along with it too like yeah yeah it's and i'm like i'm surprised that it's like you know they do play it safe where like he doesn't try to like you know because she thinks he's her husband he doesn't try to like have sex with her like he he like makes her feel uncomfortable but you could tell like he didn't actually plan on having sex with her luckily they did that <laughs> yeah what there is that scene he like tries to get in the bed with her and he's like man you love having you lo- we love getting it on when i'm drunk or something like that right <laughs> like, yeah but he's just being a dickhead there right though. yeah yeah but <clears throat> uh yeah no pretty good for the blind spot um i gave it in 7.5 out of 10 cool i'm glad that you at least liked it <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's cool. Yeah, but all right, so uh, it's your turn to get a blind spot. Oh no! All right, so do you have a randomizer, or do you want me to do it? Um, do you have one up? I forgot to pull it yeah. up. Hold on. Let us see. Let us just see. All right, you ready? Yes. All right, you have thirteen titles left, and your title is. Dazed and confused. Oh no! I'm scared. Why are you saying oh no? Because what if it sucks? It's not gonna suck, dude. I gave you great moves. 
I should use my skip. On dazed and confused? <laughs> yes. Use it on babe or something. Dude, all he does is stand there and be like, oh, there's high school girls. They get younger and I stay the same age. Uh huh. Shut up. Isn't that what the movie's about, pretty no. much? Yes. Alright, so you're blind. So I can't wait till it's my turn again. <laughs> really? Yeah, because yeah, maybe like you'll get a maybe I, you'll I, get a blind spot. For some reason, I like watching movies that aren't horror sometimes. Yes. Well, maybe you'll actually get a blind spot. Yeah. I mean, I know for a fact that I've seen most of the room. Well, dude. Yeah, clips on the internet. Yeah, and I've watched people review it where they go scene by scene. So. All right, well, you need to, like, you just need to experience the whole thing. Okay, I will. Okay, good. Um, all right, so let's move into our featured review. Next week, Carly will be hitting up Dazed and Confused, a all-time classic. Uh, and, yeah, so our featured review this week is Ghost of War from the year 2020. Yes. You got a synopsis on that. Yes. <clears throat> Five battle-hardened American soldiers assigned to hold a French chateau, 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 I don't know, near the end of World War II. However, they encounter a supernatural enemy far more terrifying than anything seen on the battlefield. Yeah, this is like Nazi-occupied France. Um, it was directed by Eric Bress, um, who... Let's see if he's done anything that I know of. Actually, yes. He uh, wrote Final Destination 2 uh, and The Butterfly Effect, which he also directed. Yeah, so I mean, Final Destination 2, which is, you know, pretty, pretty damn good uh, mm -hmm. writing-wise. And then he also wrote The Butterfly Effect, which is also really good. And he wrote The Final Destination as well, which, eh, you know, whatever. But he directed The Butterfly Effect, which is a great movie. So this is the first film he directed since The Butterfly Effect. Yes. That's crazy. That's a long time. Right, it is. Um, so yeah, it. you gave the synopsis already, right? Yes. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think that this movie, the interesting thing about it is that it's a war horror film. So it's set in World War II. And it follows a group of soldiers who uh, basically have to uh, stand guard at a French, like, uh, mansion of sorts. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're basically haunted and harassed by ghosts there. And they believe that it's because the Nazis um, had, like, murdered some of the family who uh, were helping uh, Jews... Um, escape i think they were putting them in the walls and stuff like that they were hiding them out um so the the nazis like murdered them brutally and stuff and and now since their bodies haven't been properly buried they are being um basically you know haunted mm. uh and yeah so the movie opens up and it, it definitely is a little rough around the edges uh, because, it, like, for one, it sounds like the, I don't know, it sounded like the audio was a little bit off. Like, where they were out in the, like, 
bush or like you know wherever they were like outside it, it when during the outside scenes it sounded like the audio like the adr was sounded like they were in like a sound stage or something mm-hmm. i didn't like that it, it, the audio quality wasn't that great with the dialogue and then um there is like a really rough cgi scene early uh yeah with like a a, a a kill of a nazi and I just, as soon as I saw it, I was like, you know what? Like, the moment you looked at that, you should have known just cut away. Like, we don't need to show a kill here. Like, if that's what we're going to get out of it, let's just cut away whenever we uh, shoot the Nazi. Just cut away. Because mm-hmm. it, it's so bad that it, it really does take you out of the movie and and make you realize that you're watching a movie. Um, mm-hmm. In a serious movie like this, you cannot have that bad of a cgi scene um i would much rather cut and not show any gore just cut away because it, it's just not worth it You're yeah because it's one thing audience. it's one thing if it was like the ghost or something like that but it's a simple scene of just like shooting someone in the head you don't have to show blood there or anything right it's like, like you said, it's a serious moment. So, what's the point? It's not. It's going to be a f- more effective to not show it. Yeah, I mean, it'd be <clears> more <throat> effective if you showed something good. But if it looks, oh that yeah, bad, um, just cut away. Um, besides that, though, I didn't really have any other problems early on. Um, I thought that like some of the war aspects, you know, the, the there's some like actual good shots here, like some good shots. Um, mm-hmm. the, when the dude's like sleeping on the ground and he sees the, the shadow person and them light up a cigar and he like smoking in distance, that's like a nice, scary, intense scene. Um, and then there were a few jump scares that got me too, um, later in the film. Now the, the ghosts themselves kind of remind you a little bit of like, a conjuring-esque style ghost but not as good like Mm -hmm. like like basically like almost like a knockoff of one of those um and it's a little bit unfortunate because it it doesn't work fully but at the same time i don't think it doesn't work at all yeah i don't know that was kind of my biggest problem was like i knew this was going to be a haunting type of film uh and I didn't mind that. It actually kind of reminded me of a movie I just had to watch for 2004 called Our Point. And that was uh, a Korean ghostly war film where they kind of go to the this base. Jeremy both use ghostly the wrong way, by the way. Just letting you know. Okay, that was kind of rude, but go ahead. <laughs> Let me know why. A ghostly movie is not just a movie with a ghost in it. A ghostly movie is a specific bad-looking ghost movie that you would see at Walmart. Yeah, okay, dude. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay, dude, I was just saying ghost... I wasn't using that paranormal there, dude. I'm, <laughs> I, I can't pronounce that word that well. But anyway, I'm saying this reminded me a little bit of that film, and I enjoyed that movie, uh, but uh, that one didn't show as much. And this one, you know, they're showing the ghost, and honestly, the jump scares didn't really get me. Um, Were you into the movie? Were you paying attention the whole time? Yes. No, you weren't. No. Yeah. See that? I, <laughs> no, I, no. I, like, dude, honestly, there's <laughs> one ghost scare, the jump scare. It's like right. At the, it's like one of the first ones in the house, 
like if you're paying attention it you're it's gonna get you because it, you just don't expect it and it, it, it like it yeah. i actually jumped i was like oh shit <laughs> i feel like i i think i know what one you're talking about and i feel like i was paying attention and i feel that See, I like there's there's moments in the movie that are creepy where they see like a shadow or something, and I like that type of creepiness. They see a shadow and then they open a door or something and it's gone, and they're like, "Did you just see that?" Yeah, am I crazy? I like that scare effect. I don't like this movie took the we're gonna show actual human formed ghosts coming at them type of thing because I thought I just thought the effects and the CG was pretty bad on them. Uh, not the worst I've ever seen, but it just takes it out because it's like a... When I see a war movie that's supposed to be a scary movie, I expect it to be more serious. And I find that the ghost effect just didn't work that well in this movie. It felt like it starts out like a solid atmospheric war movie and then it turns into a ghostly. Yes, a ghostly. Um, Yeah, there's some, there's some nice scenes uh, early on like of... Um, I don't know, like just the setting, like the France. Um, yeah, I agree. You know, backdrop and stuff, which I don't think it's shot in France at all. But um, one of the movies that I loved from the last couple of years was Overlord, mm-hmm. which is also set in World War II, Nazi-occupied France. Right. Uh, and I think that movie has like great, great, great set pieces and atmosphere. It just looks really cool. Um. This one is like that on a way smaller scale, way smaller budget and stuff like that. But I, I felt like it, the characters, I will say that the characters really did kind of still feel like they were, you know, old, like from World War II. Um, mm-hmm. They did a good job with that. Um, not a ton of character development, a little bit there. Um there was some cool stuff like with the cat's cradle thing, which I didn't even know was a real thing. I, I actually looked it up. I was like, what is cat's cradle? It's a game, huh? That's weird. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, there's some, there's some creepy stuff. Uh, the story goes in a really weird place at the end though. Like I really didn't expect anything like that. Um, did you, did you like the ending or I did? I liked it in a way that like, I thought it was bull crap, like a little mm-hmm. bit. But at the same time, in this movie, whatever that, let's just pretend that, that you know, that exists or whatever. But, um, I just, I, I thought that I just thought it was kind of interesting. Honestly, I just thought it was like different. It was like, it was different enough to where I respected that they just tried to do something different and didn't end like a traditional ghost movie, and mm-hmm. just went like completely out in the left field. So I respected it for that, and I, I didn't mind the ending at all. I thought it was kind of cool, even though a little bit of it was kind of ridiculous. Um, overall, though, I actually really liked this movie. I thought that it, you know, I thought it was a... It's not the best war horror film, but it's not the worst that I've seen either. And it gives me hope that, like, we could get some more good war horror films, because I do love the concept of war and horror together. I feel like sometimes... The, the one thing that doesn't happen that often with war horror films is the marrying of the atrocities of war with horror, right? Yeah. Because, like, it's like there's... You can work with the horrible... The, hor- the real-world horror of war and, like, the horror of a horror movie. 
I feel like they they, they don't add the commentary in there uh, with any of them, really. You know what I mean? And and that kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a pretty good one from uh, set in World War One, I, I believe, called Death Watch uh, from 2002. That's a pretty cool one. Um, but yeah, uh, there's, there's, I've seen a handful of them and, uh, like there's some like loose war horror ones, like, um, death dream from Bob Clark, uh, which is like, has no scenes in the war, but it's post-traumatic stress disorder from a guy Mm -hmm. from Vietnam. Like that one's cool, but I wouldn't, it's not like war, you know, it's just war related. Um, obviously overlord is is a good one dog soldiers is a good one um there's a couple of nazi zombie ones like dead snow and uh outpost but there's really not a whole lot of them i wish there were more yeah i mean i'm coming to enjoy that whole thing with this movie i enjoyed all the war stuff and i thought the characters were all decent in the film uh pretty much all that i liked and then as i said at the beginning you get more atmospheric type of moments and creepy moments with just shadows and uh something seems not right with this place i like all that stuff but i just felt that the ghost when they actually get the ghost up in it and it's like becomes kind of jump scarish and uh more visual that kind of killed it a little bit for me and the whole ending I I have mixed feelings because I do agree. I thought it was cool that they went a different route than the typical ghost story ending and that's it. But I don't really know if I liked how it wrapped up because it was uh, completely unrealistic. But yeah, I'm just kind of okay with this movie. That's how I feel on it. I'm kind of lukewarm. Oh, yeah? Yes. Oh, yeah. All right, let's get into ratings. All right. Um... I guess I can go first. Uh, I gave it a 7 out of 10. I mean, I didn't think it was bad by any means, but it was kind of a little bit disappointing for me, I guess. I expected a little bit something different, I guess. I gave it a 6.5 out of 10. What the hell? <laughs> what? Never mind. I give it a 5. <laughs> what? Now I feel stupid. I just like came down on it, and then I gave it a higher rating than you, and I feel dumb. Well, why'd you do that? Because I was being generous, I guess. I'm always generous with my ratings, you know? I know, but I'm just saying, like, I'm trying to be more... I don't know. I I, I feel like last year I rated way too high on stuff. You're setting so. me up, dude. You acted like you loved this when we were talking about it. I loved it. I don't think it's good. I don't think it's that good. I did like it a lot, but I don't think it's that good. That's the problem. I'm sick of you. But anyway, okay, fine. I will stick with my... I will give it a 7 because that would be real of me. So, whatever. Yeah, I'm kind of 6.57 territory. I don't know. I, I could go either way. Um, I, I was just thinking of, like, other war horror movies. And Overlord might actually be the best one. It's kind of crazy. It really encapsulates, like, the war aspect. You should watch Our Point. I would be curious to see what you thought. Is I think it it's about horror the... horror? I just mentioned it a little bit ago. Yes! Okay. I was comparing. I was comparing this movie to it. I it's thought like you a, were just comparing it to like the ghost aspect. I didn't know that. There no, was it was it was like it was like I think it's the Vietnam War that they're in. Yeah, Overlord. Um, well, is it a Korean film? Uh, wait. Yeah. Maybe it's the Korean War. <laughs> Hold on. 
I am looking it up. It is, yeah, it's the South Korean War, set okay. in Vietnam, 1972, during the Vietnam War. Oh, so it is Vietnam. So, yeah, screw you, yes. Okay. Um, Overlord uh, is probably one of the best. Um, there's Frankenstein's Army, The Objective, which I haven't seen, The Keep, which I have seen, uh. Outpost, which is all right. It's like Nazi ghosts. Um, the Devil's Rock, never seen, Jacob's Ladder, of course, that's some good stuff below which i don't really care for mm -hmm. um death dream which is probably one of the better ones but again it's more ptsd uh war of the dead i've never seen trench 11 i've never seen okanaba o o oni baba never seen that one king of zombies devil's backbone again that's to me not really like war uh yeah. Ra ravenous is honestly one of the closer ones um Pan's Labyrinth. Uh, mm. That one kind of counts a little bit, but it's not really horror. Of course, the Puppet Master movies. The Squad. I remember that one having such high atmosphere, but just did not execute very well. Um, Yeah, I mean, that, that Dog Soldiers, like, there's not a lot of them, man. Death Watch is one that, that I mentioned. Mm -hmm. That's really good. Um jacob's ladder mentioned that one already yeah i honestly there's not very many of them but i like the ones that there are i would like to see more that's why i'm like happy with this one like i'll buy this on dvd yeah i feel you i think it's a cool genre yeah just because you don't see it that much yeah all right so uh, i guess that's it i have no idea what we're doing next week um there's a couple of things out there uh are there wait are there any letterbox reviews Oh my god, I forgot completely about uh, it. I thought... Sorry, I thought you were... Well, normally them. we do the letterbox reviews before our own ratings. Should have reminded me a little uh, earlier. Okay, well I reminded you at all, and you should be proud. <laughs> of that. Ghost of War. I think you should start doing these. I don't feel like having responsibility. Dude, you don't have any responsibility <laughs> in your... Wait, there, hold on. Oh. There's like no ratings on it. No reviews? Yeah, there's. I looked up all of them and there's like three and they're pretty much bad. <laughs> there's a. Uh, I'll, I'll just read the. I can do it if you don't. If you want. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, well. Uh, so Griffin Schiller, he just uh, clicked. Um, yeah, there's he, only three. <laughs> yeah, he just made a cringe face and that's all. He put no rating for it. And we have Josh Bell, who did a one and a half star rating, and it says, Imagine if that scene from the butterfly effect where Ashton Kutcher wakes up with no arms was the entire movie. Huh. <laughs> okay. Huh. That's, That's funny. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jimmy's official gave it two stars. Classic zero payoff movie. Yeah, we should mention that this, I don't think it's out. Um, besides on DirecTV yet. Oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Because we got early access to a screener here. Yeah. I think it's more worth it watching than what those people say, but hey, whatever. Mm -hmm. I would agree, yeah, that's kind of harsh. Okay, so uh, with that said, next week, don't know what we're doing. Um, I'll look into what's out there, and uh, yeah, so I guess that's it. Yeah. All right. Talk to you guys next time. Peace.